Well, um, thank you for inviting me this morning. Um, it's a pleasure to be here with you. It's a pleasure to worship with you. Um, and I just want to start with a, a huge thank you. Um, and it's a, it's a thank you for you as a church for the way that you um, have supported and are supporting Tear Fund. Um, I was looking, in preparing for this talk, I looked up on our system and I, I looked that this church has been supporting Tear Fund since 1984, at least. However, I think that's the start of our system. So I think the history of supporting Tear Fund in this church, in chatting to someone at the first service, they were saying, no, we go back way before that. So uh, Tear Fund's been around for 55 years. I think you've been walking with us um, as a church for most of that time. So thank you for doing that. And I know you've got big quiz night coming up, so I hope you have a fantastic time getting together, doing the quiz, um, raising funds on that, that, that day. And I know many of you support individually as well. So there are, there are those of you who are signing campaign petitions or you're giving regularly or you've included Tear Fund in your will or, or your fundraising. And, and thank you so much for all those different ways that you support individually or as a family. And, and lastly, thank you for your prayers. Um, I was over at the mission uh, section over here with the map on the wall and there's the Tear Fund prayer diary there and we send out those emails and prayer diary. And I know so many of you... Um, invest in that time in praying for the work of Tear Fund right around the world. It makes such a difference. Thank you for praying for us. So I want to start this morning with a question of, do you have enough? How much is enough? Let's just think for a couple of minutes about a mindset of scarcity and the difference between that and a theology of abundance. So we don't have to go too far back in our memories to, to, to remember uh, the great panic of 2020. The, the COVID-19 pandemic hit the news and we hit the shops uh, for Lou Roll in particular. But, but why? What, what caused the panic? Um, this is a quote from uh, a Guardian article in April 2020. And it says, what is generally called panic buying a common human response to crisis, is not caused by food shortages per se, but by fear. At its root is, is a fear of scarcity. And this fear is self-fulfilling because the more people anxiously stockpile, uh, the more others get infected in the panic and the faster the food runs out. The panic buying, which caused the shortages of loo roll and pasta and hand sanitizer and other household necessities, was due to fear. A mindset of scarcity. A mindset which dictates that I need to get all I can now because there may not be enough to go around later. And a mindset that, that can only be acted on by the wealthy or the relatively wealthy. And what's interesting about that mindset is it's not just reserved for times of uh, a pandemic or world emergencies. We live with it day in and day out. So in, in my family life, yesterday we had pizza for tea, um, and uh, there were two pizzas on offer. There's the pepperoni pizza and the, the plain cheese pizza, and the most prized one is uh, the pepperoni pizza. And my, my uh, youngest, Grace, she had stuff on her plate, but she's just eyeing the pepperoni pizza, and she's saying, she's saying to me, can I, can I get those on my plate quickly? Because she's worried that it's going to run out. And then uh, I, I'm trying, saying, no, eat, eat your food. But, but I'm the same. Sometimes I'm eyeing what's there and I'm thinking of myself, thinking of my needs and thinking, do I need to stockpile? Do I need to get that for myself? 
There's a risk that we can become too focused on our own needs, perhaps driven by fear that there isn't going to be enough or there will not be enough for everyone. But it doesn't need to be the case. There is enough to go around, especially if we listen to the words of Paul in Philippians 2, verse 3 to 5. He says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. At Tear Fund, we believe in a theology of abundance. This isn't a theology of excess, or, but it, instead it teaches us that God has already provided for all that we need if we live with each other in mind. We all know, whether it's from personal experience or the stories we hear and see, the abun- that abundant wealth rarely leads to happiness and contentment anyway. So why spend our lives working for something that is likely to disappoint us? and deter us from what God really wants for us in our lives. So the local church, when it takes on the same mindset as Christ Jesus, whom it exists to represent, is key to accomplishing God's purposes for creation. And Tear Fund is passionate about this local church. So I'm here this morning to help you understand the power of the local church to change lives and transform communities. But I know, I know from what I read up on the wall in your vision set in stone and the building across, that you are, as a church, committed to transforming lives, building community, helping to shape society. So I don't know how much each of you know about the work of Tear Fund. You, you may be aware of the work uh, Tear Fund do responding to, in times of emergency and building up resilience for, in preparation for any disasters. Some of you may also be aware of Tear Fund's rubbish campaign to end plastic poll- pollution and the harm this does to people living in poverty. But at the heart of so much of what Tear Fund does is our church and community transformation model. And this is where we inspire and equip churches to transform their communities. So in a recent independent study, uh, 8,000 people were spoken to. They were surveyed across four African countries. And this revealed that people who participated in our church and community transformation programs were 35% more likely to be hopeful about their future. That's what happens when the church acts like Christ. It's about bringing hope. And I'll share a bit more about the incredible impact as we go on. Next slide. Important to us at Tear Fund is our theology of poverty. We understand poverty as the consequence of four broken relationships. One between God and myself, another between myself and others, another between uh, myself and the whole of creation, and finally, it's the one between me and myself. So poverty is as a result of these broken relationships, and it's something that we all face. Sometimes that poverty is in the form of material poverty, uh, such as the lack of money or food, but it can also come in other forms, uh, such as spiritual poverty. Our brokenness in those relationships can lead to us labelling some people as poor, But poverty, it's something that affects us all. We can all be in a place where there's a disconnect or there's a brokenness in all of those relationships. So some of us may have plenty of money, but face a spiritual poverty that eats away at our earthly happiness, peace and significance. And that's a poverty that only Jesus can lift us out of. 
Others may be confronted with a spiritual and material poverty, which not only impacts our happiness and peace, but also destroys our ability to have hope and for hope for a better future here and now. So through church and community transformation, we're helping people living in extreme poverty to realize that they're not without hope. They have purpose, significance, skills and resources that they can use to lift themselves out of poverty. And this realization comes through Bible studies run by the local church. As people realize they have more than they thought they did and that they have been blessed by God beyond their recognition, they are filled with hope and begin, can begin to plot their way out of poverty alongside their neighbours. So I'd like to show you a video now. This was taken uh, when a colleague of mine, Glenn, went on a recent trip to Burundi, and it just shows the power of church and community transformation when a community grasps some of those principles and starts to put them into action. Hi, my name's Glenn, and I recently had the privilege of going to Burundi to see the work that Tear Fund is doing with local churches there. On our first day, we took a trip into the mountains to visit a village called Mubira. It's only 20 kilometers from where we were staying, but it took us over an hour to get there because the road was so rough and bumpy. When we arrived, the whole community was there to welcome us and we were greeted by Pastor Obed. He's gone through the church and community transformation program that Tear Fund runs. He described to us what life was like in the community before and the various challenges they faced. Tearfund's Bible study training changed all that. The church members started to realise that everything God had already given them could then be used to help the whole community. The main challenge that Mubira faced was the lack of access to healthcare. The nearest health centre was 11 kilometres away down that bumpy road that I described at the beginning. Can you imagine having a medical emergency or being pregnant, being in labour and having to sit on the back of a motorbike going down a road like that? The church was inspired by one part of the Bible studies that Tear Fund uses as part of the training. Nehemiah 2 verses 10 to 20 when Nehemiah decides to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. They realised that when they come together as a community, as a church, that they could pool their resources. They raised £30,000 to be able to build their own community health centre right there in the middle of Mabira. When I was there, they had just finished building the health centre and had piped water up from the other side of the mountain so that it had running water. And I've heard that six months on, they're planning to put solar panels on the roof to provide electricity. Pastor Obed's church has doubled in size and he has to build a new one. In fact, they're having to plant new churches in that area because people are coming to faith. The church and community transformation training has empowered people to lift themselves out of poverty. They showed us with pride their community health centre that they had built with their own hands. Mubira is just one example of how Tear Fund is equipping churches to transform their communities. We simply couldn't do it without the support of churches like yours. We're so grateful for all of your support and prayers. Thank you. So as you can see in that video, Tear Fund does not do the work for or on behalf of the community. Tear Fund simply provides training for the church leaders on how to run the church and community transformation Bible studies. The church then runs those studies for anyone in the community who wants to attend. And as the groups meet and study the Bible, 
Individuals discover their purpose, their significance, their skills, their resources, and their potential, created by a loving and powerful God. When this happens, answers to the community's biggest challenges begin to be found and implemented. So, what, what's your role? In our, in our reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, Paul encourages the church at Corinth to give from what they have, not what they don't have. And the context is that the church in Corinth have been questioning whether they should be following Paul's advice and leadership. They've had their, their attention drawn by others who seem to have greater wealth and status and authority. And in this whole letter, Paul is uh, looking to remind the church in Corinth of some core basic Christian principles around what it means to follow Jesus. And he's doing that as he's seeking to be reconciled with them. And in chapter 8, he is talking to them about the principle of generosity and encouraging support for the Jewish Christians um, in Jerusalem who were experiencing famine at the time. So from verse 11, it says, Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it, according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable, according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. Our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed, but that there might be equality. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need, so that in turn their plenty will supply what you need. The goal is equality, as it is written, the one who gathered did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. There's a mutuality here, mutuality of that generosity. It's pretty obvious that we don't live in an equal world. In January of this year, Oxfam published their Survival of the Richest report, which states that during the past decade, the richest 1% have captured nearly half of all new wealth. That is not an equal world. At Tear Fund, we use the phrase, poverty is not God's plan. You are. We, as the church, have the opportunity, responsibility, and privilege to partner with what God is doing to build his kingdom. How do we, the church, do this? Well, one way is by prayer. Um, I've got an uh, amazing, godly um, colleague who's based in the Democratic Republic of, uh, of Congo. Um, he's called Heb Davi. Um, he's, uh, he plays the drums. He's full of energy. Um, and one thing he really, he really um, reminds us on regularly is he says, prayer changes things on the ground. We should never underestimate the power of our prayers. The Bible is full of examples of answered prayer and encouragements to pray fervently and continuously. We know prayer changes things, which is why prayer is at the heart of all we do at Tear Fund. Our prayers are meant to be bold and aspirational, faith-filled, asking God to do something bigger than what we can do on our own. But our responsibility doesn't end with prayers of faith, because we all know, as it says in James 2, that faith without action is dead. Instead, our prayers should lead us into action, knowing that God is leading us where we are going, preparing the way before us, and empowering us to accomplish his purposes. So that's why we're running a campaign called Practice What You Pray. Because in addition to prayer, we give. And if we believe in the transformational power of the local church, then we can see how our giving contributes to the effectiveness of the uh, contributes to the effective healing of the four broken relationships we were talking about earlier. So when the relationship between God and us is restored, 
we can see ourselves as purposeful creatures of a loving, powerful, and gracious God. We realize that we are not defined by our poverty, but by his generosity. His generosity, which is demonstrated through the gift to us of Jesus and the ongoing gift of his spirit in us. When this relationship is healed, all the other broken relationships can more easily begin to be restored as well. And when I know that God has forgiven me and extends his gracious love towards me, I can then forgive myself and others. I can also accept and apply God's plan for creation to be stewarded and not consumed. Therefore, the four broken relationships begin to be healed and people are lifted out of poverty, both spiritual poverty and material poverty. So in our video from Burundi, the community was able to raise over £30,000 on their own in order to build their own health centre. They then, on their own, managed to pipe water from the bottom of the hill to the top so that the health centre had running water. Because the inspiration for the project came from with experiencing the church and community transformation Bible studies. The result was that the church grew as well, running a bigger building, sorry, requiring a bigger building and more churches to be planted. So the local church is the catalyst. This is why Tear Fund is passionate about the local church and its ability to end extreme poverty. And meeting Jesus is only the beginning of the journey. A local church provides the community we we all need to make a local a local church, excuse me. A local church provides the community we all need to make the most of that journey, personally and together as a community. In, in Romans chapter 12, we're encouraged to renew our minds because what we think reveals what we believe to be true. So if we can change what we think, we can then change what we do. What I hope you find refreshing about the film is that we're not just focusing on the needs around the world, but instead we're focusing on what God is doing through the local church and the impact that that is having. We genuinely believe that God has shown us a remarkable way to transform the lives of many, many more millions of people living not just in Burundi, but around the world, the church. Tear Fund is currently partnering with 25,000 churches uh, in over 15 countries around the world. And our vision is to work in this way in 250,000 churches uh, over the next seven years. But we can't do this alone. We need, to, we need to do this together. It's a shared project. As I mentioned earlier, this model of church and community transformation releases enormous potential. Our prayer here at Tear Fund is that the UK church will have a mindset of abundance. We know that things are difficult in times like this. We know we've all heard cost of living time and time again on the news and we experience the reality in our own lives. But we also know we serve a big and generous God. What we see uh, that God is doing is, we, we're seeing that God is doing what he always does, when we give sacrificially to him, he multiplies the gift. If we think about the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus didn't feed the crowd out of nothing. He fed through them through the sacrificial gift of a child's lunch. The multiplication being experienced through church and community transformation far exceeds the gift. Every one pound invested by tear fund in the local church helps the community to unlock seven pounds uh, in time and resources for shared projects, which ultimately creates £211 of social value in terms of improved well-being 
And that's all taken from that impact study um, that I mentioned earlier. Where else can you see one pound transformed into 211 pounds? Over a year, six pounds a month could deliver church and community transformation training to a community through the local church. 12 pounds a month could deliver that CCT training to two communities. And 25 pounds a month could train 10 local church members to run a community transformation program every year. I'd like to invite you to partner with us in this work and, and give to Tier Fund today. Will you sign up to give £12 a month this morning, which could deliver CCT training to two, two communities to help them overcome extreme poverty? When you give to Tier Fund, you are giving to the flourishing of individuals and the church. If you feel led to support this work, I'd like to encourage you to fill in the form on your seat and you can hand it to me at the end of the service. I also know there's the collection going on, there's big quiz night coming up, so all, all your gifts are so gratefully and humbly received. Thank you for your support as a church. Thank you for your support and prayers as individuals and for inviting me to come and speak to you today.